It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, a disappointing list. What's the top priority and the heck with Messi? It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting hard as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast and get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Check us out on the SiriusXM app as well and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So I've been talking about this on my radio show for the last couple of nights that Pro Football Focus has the 50 best players in the NFL right now, okay? The 50 best players in the NFL right now. Now, as of today, as we're Friday morning, they have gone from 50 down to 11, okay? So the top 10 will be revealed later on at some point today. They're going to have the top 10 today. But when you look at this list, And it's, you know, again, it's all the best players right now, right? I mean, that's the theme of the the list. We've got the 49ers and Ravens and Colts and Steelers and Eagles and Jets and Titans and Browns and let's see who else we got. Commanders, Chargers, Cowboys, Chefs, Giants. Uh, Let's see, you know, Packers are represented. Tampa Bay. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, the Rams. What are we not listening? What, what, what teams am I not, what team am I not mentioning on there? And that's the Atlanta Falcons. Now here's the frustrating thing. Look in the grand scheme of things, does this really matter? Probably not. No, but isn't it indicative of just kind of where we're at as a franchise? You know, again, it's not like we haven't had top-level picks, we've picked fourth and eighth and eighth and, you know, just even the last three years. We've had high, you know, single-digit draft picks over the last three years. And look, they don't have a bias against rookies or young guys because when you look at this list, um, Sauce Gardner is number 18. He hasn't been in the league for a decade, okay? You know, there are young players all up and down this list. Tristan Wirfs. Um, again, I, I can guarantee 100,000% to you that Michael Parsons is going to be on this list. He come at the same year as Kyle Pitts. So it's not like they have any kind of bias or anything like that, but doesn't it speak a lot to where our talent level is and especially at key positions? 
well, you know, we, we've had to rebuild. Okay, whatever. You know, again, this is my concern, and I've preached this all week long, and I'm going to and I'm going to continue to beat people over the head with all of this until I see it. And this is going to be the job that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have to get right. You know, I, I think when you look, I think that the only player that has a shot to make the top 10 for the Atlanta Falcons is Chris Lindstrom. I think at the end of the day that, again, we were doing this where the top 50, the top, I should say, 20 through 11 player had not been revealed yet either. And I thought, well, maybe A.J. Terrell could find his way, you know, in there, um, probably Lindstrom or whatever like that. There's no way A.J. Terrell is going to make the top 10 players in the NFL right now list, especially given all the season that he had last year, which was a bit of a disappointment where he kind of regressed a little bit. Pitts is not going to make the list. Drake London's not going to make the list. Our quarterback's obviously not going to make the list. So you start going down your Rolodex of who's going to make the list in the top 10. Well, it's going to be obviously Mahomes and Burrow and probably Jalen Hurts and, again, Parsons and this, that, and the other. So there's very few spots that are going to be left by the time again. I don't know if Khalil Mack's going to make the, you know, make that top 10, but he's not on their list as of right now. Uh, Joey Bosa is not on the list, or sorry, Nick Bosa isn't on the list right now. He's going to make the top 10. Miles Garrett's going to be a top 10 player. So there's very few spots that are going to be available. But it would say something to the idea that if the Falcons don't even have a guy that would rank in the top 50 of the NFL now, it does speak to the, the lack of talent that we have on this roster and especially at key positions, and especially at positions that influence a football game. You know, even if we had a top 10 wide receiver or something, you know, it'd give me a little bit more hope, just, okay, we've got a real star that we can build around. But I look at this list, and it's like, who's not represented? I mean, other than maybe us and Detroit, um, Jacksonville, I think, hasn't had a player on the list. Like the, the, the amount of teams that are not represented is minuscule, minuscule. And it just speaks to kind of where we're at. And again, look, could we at the end of next year have multiple players that are top 50 in the NFL? Yeah. And, and look at the Jets right now. The Jets have Quinn and Williams. They have Sauce Gardner, who's the highest rated cornerback in the NFL right now. He's the hottest thing going. What's he played a decade? Oh, he hasn't. Oh, he's only played one year. A A Ron. So even the jets for all their floundering and all their lack of talent that they've drafted, they have multiples of guys. It's just frustrating when you see kind of the state of the Falcons from a talent perspective, that there aren't those guys that just pop. There aren't those guys that just wow you. And I'm not even saying we got to have four or five of these guys. We don't have one. We don't have one guy that just pops off the page that you look at and say, oh, well, that's a top 50 player. That that guy's a top 50 talent. No. And I'm not even talking about, okay, well, do we have a top 50 quarterback? Or I, I'm not even so much worried about that. I don't have anybody on this list right now. They've gone 50 through 11, and there's not a single Falcons player on that list now again this is you know hope and change and pray and wish and thoughtful prayers and 
again, it's all this kind of hocus pocus. But it, it, again, this is why I've criticized Kyle Pitts and other players. We have to step this thing up. If these are the guys we're going to roll with, you know, eight, eight, four, you know, Drake, Pitts, Bijan, then we have to get those guys to be elite level players. Then those guys have to step up and become an elite level player. If that's the guys we're going to roll with, unless we're going to suddenly make a trade, you know, of Kyle Pitts for Micah Parsons or whatever like that, then these are the guys we're going to roll with. And we have to find a way to make it happen with these guys. We have to find a way to have these guys excel and, and, and be difference makers, even though they don't necessarily play key positions on the football field, quarterback, O-line, defensive edge, even though they don't necessarily have, you know, the impact that some players do, we have to find a way to win with them. But it is frustrating that, again, we look at this roster, you know, and just there's not a guy that immediately pops. There's not a guy that just immediately says, you can plug him in. Now, again, I think Lindstrom's a, I think Lindstrom, if, if Lindstrom makes the top 10, I would not have a problem with that. I think he's the best interior offensive lineman probably going in the league right now. There are some guys that grade out higher, this, than the other. But for what Lindstrom is asked to do and for what he means to this team, I, I, I think he's absolutely a top 10 player in this league. I think he's absolutely one of the best interior offensive linemen in the entirety of the NFL. Will pro football focus see him that way? I mean, look, it, and, and I can tell you, it ain't like pro football focus doesn't give the Falcons their bouquets as far as certain players. They love Pitts. They love Drake London. They love Chris Lindstrom. Like, they have guys that they really like. They have guys that they throw flowers and bouquets at all of the time. So it isn't like that there aren't Falcon players that, again, this is not about a team. This is about individual players. And they throw guys like, they throw bouquets at guys all the time in this scenario. But it's just frustrating to not have one of those guys that pops off the page and you look and say, okay, that's a top 50 talent. You know, again, I'm not asking for Mahomes or Burrow or Lamar Jackson or A.A. Ron, you know, all guys who made the list. I'm talking about I don't I don't care what position that that person plays. I don't care if it is Sauce Gardner at corner who hasn't played more than a year in the NFL. I don't care if it's a guy who's Tyree Kill that's played multiple years and he's a wide receiver. I don't care if it's Zach Smith from the Cowboys. I, I don't care who it is. Let me have some guys that pop off the page talent-wise. Because, again, at the end of the day, we're going to have to have some of these guys that really step their game up. And hopefully they can do all of this, even though that a lot of those guys may not play in key positions on the football field, but again, these are the guys that we're going to roll with at the end of the day. These are the guys that we're hitching our wagon to that have to step up and perform. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And as you know, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And as we're now in the second half of MLB season, you can bet at FanDuel.com and get in on the action of MLB, where you can get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. That's right. 20 bucks if you bet. You'll get $200 
in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. So claim $200 in bonus bets, up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on everything from betting on money lines to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Obviously, FanDuel, safe, secure, and super easy to use. But the best part is you get paid instantly when you win at FanDuel. So there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. So head today to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. So a little experiment for y'all, okay? And and I'm interested to see what your comment is on this, okay? If the Atlanta Braves are only able to fix one thing, what would it be? So let's just, for argument's sake, say that Alex Anthopoulos is only able to address one position to fix, okay? Would it be a bat? Would it be a starting pitcher? Or would it be relief pitching? Now, I'll give you my answer here in just a second. Now, obviously, look, this is fantasy land, but again, what do you kind of think top priority is right now? This is fantasy land booking. Again, we know that Alex Anthopoulos can do, you know, as many moves as he possibly wants, but I will say for my, for my sake that I'll speak solely for myself that I think the relief pitching is the place where they need to address the most. And while they have some guys that have had good years, they have also had guys that I don't know that I trust when it comes to be playoff time. Now, I'm sure there are people that will tell you, you know, that will that will say, well, Rizal Glacius is not a guy we can trust. Okay, but you have to roll with your closer. Like, I don't think the Braves are going out and getting a new closer. I don't. I don't think that they are looking for another guy to close out games for their for the back end. But I guess stranger things have happened. And Alex Anthopoulos could look at that. But again, we have seen this over the last few years, whether it's been Will Smith or Kenley Jansen, now Iglesias. You know, closers are not going to be perfect. There are very few times in a baseball season where you end up with Dennis Eckersley in 1990. Like those guys are few and far between. Those guys are, those guys are you know, rare commodities when you have a guy that can go, you know, 46 for 47 and saves and, you know, blow people. I mean, those things just don't happen, right? Closers are going to have their bumps in the road and stuff like that. But some of the matchups that we've been able to produce out there, you know, lefty-righty matchups have, you know, at times gone well and at times really stunk up the joint. And I know that that's the nature of bullpens. No bullpen is perfect. If you look at the metrics, the Braves have actually had a pretty good bullpen. They've actually they've actually been pretty good out of their bullpen. But I definitely think that this is the area where if you're going to try to improve the team, even more than starting pitching. And I, and I do think that the Braves, at the end of the day, Anthopoulos is going to address the starting pitching. He's going to address the bullpen. And they might even add a bat coming off the bench or just for some right-handed punch. I, I could see all of that happening. I could see all three of those moves happening. But I'm curious as to if Alex Anthopoulos was only allowed to address one spot, 
starter, reliever, bat. What would you pick on it? Leave us a comment that, you know, on the, uh, on the, in the comment section there, but let us know. But I, I think that for me, top priority is adding another reliever or two. And, and in fact, adding another left-handed reliever um, to match up. Uh, I certainly think that that's, you know, again, and when you see the Dodgers, which are loaded with left-handed hitters, <clears throat> that's probably a spot where you want to have another lefty available to come out of the bullpen for you. But I'll take relief pitcher. Now, again, I think they're going to address starter. I, I think that right now it's not even so much about a starter that can start in the playoffs and be an ace or anything like this. I think they just have to bridge some innings to not wear out their bullpen and, and get a little bit more productivity out of their starters. And if nothing else, maybe they give Elder a day off or what have you. I mean, again, I I know the idea of, you know, he's an all-star and, you know, you want him pitching, you know, every fifth day, but maybe they slow him down just a little bit. And again, I don't know what the plan is going to be, you know, when, when all the dust settles and the smoke clears and everything like that. But it certainly feels like that something has to change a little bit or you just, you got to infuse some new talent into this both bullpen and maybe a starter. We're waiting on Max Freed to get back. He's going to, you know, he's been moved up to uh, Gwinnett. So he's no longer in Rome. He's moved up to Gwinnett and he'll rehab start. And probably, honestly, he'll probably have one one more rehab start before they drop him in to the rotation. And that will fit because, again, you're looking at probably end of the month, you know, first part of August. But, again, he's going to have to get his sea legs up, right? Soroka's still getting his sea legs up, right? I mean, you know, again, it, it, thankfully – for the Braves, they've done so much good work that as we sit right now, they're 10 and a half games up on, you know, 10 and a half games up on the Phillies, 10 and a half games up on the Marlins. What is it? 18 or 18 and a half games up on the Mutts. So they've done their good hard work up to this point. And again, I've told you that the division is over. I'm not, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about winning the division at this point. Okay. I mean, again, the division is ours. You saw yesterday that the Braves won and then the, the Phillies lost uh, in their game. The Mutts lost to the Chicago White Sox as well. So, again, those teams are really no threat. But I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm looking at the more 35,000-foot view of things. How do we match up against some of the top teams? And, and this will be a fun series coming up because, again, it's the Milwaukee Brewers. They lead the NL Central. They've been okay. I mean, they have some good pitching. Their bats are kind of, you know, hit or miss at times. Yelich has had a nice year. He hasn't had an MVP caliber year. He's had a nice year. But we'll see what happens. This is a good, you know, test for the Braves. But leave us a comment. Let us know what would be your top priority if they could fix just one thing. If they were only allowed to fix one thing, I vote for relief pitching in that scenario. All right, as you're listening to Hitting Hard, uh, let us know in the comments section of whatever podcast platform that you listen on that you're an everyday listener to the show. So we thank you so much for being a part of our growing community and being a part uh, of this journey and this ride that we've been on. So let us know that you're an everyday or that you listen in five days a week to the show. We thank you so much for being a part of our audience out there. So uh, Lionel Messi. This story kind of popped up uh, out of nowhere yesterday, and I, I kind of got hot uh, about this. So, um, this is from sports reporter that uh, that that we follow each other uh, for Sportico. 
He says at least one MLS club has no plans to accommodate Mr. Messi with natural grass when he comes to town. Atlanta United is one of five clubs that play on turf. And the thought process is when Messi comes here on September 16th, that they are not going to install a temporary grass field for Messi. Now, Messi, if you don't know, Messi has never played on turf before. Okay. Now, has Messi said that he will not play on turf? That's been the speculation and rumor. Okay. But it's not happened from his chicken lips. He's not said, I'm not going to play on turf or anything like that. Now, here's a, a couple of things. Okay. Why would the Atlanta United, why would why would United go in and change up the field specifically for Messi? If Messi doesn't want to play, good. Okay. Hey, listen, makes our life a lot easier. So why would they accommodate? Well, you know, Messi's a huge draw and, and you know, he's the star and in international name. Okay. You do know that the Atlanta United, they lead the league in attendance. So how much bigger are they average over 45,000 people per game? That's significantly higher than the next highest team. They've had over 540,000 people run through the turnstiles. The next closest franchise is Seattle at 414,000, and they've played one more game than Atlanta United has at home. So Atlanta United is about 4,000 fans up year over year from 2023 to 2022. They're about 4,000 fans up, and they're even after the pandemic in 2021 when people wanted to get back and start watching sports, they're up about 1,500 fans per game even over that number. So how much of a pop are you going to get because of, of Lionel Messi? Can I tell you, Taylor Swift bought more money into the city of Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium than Messi's ever going to bring in. So screw Messi. If the only way he's going to play in Atlanta is they install a turf field, screw him, screw Tata Martino, you know, <clears throat> screw their whole franchise. Uh, again, I'm not accommodating them. And Garth Lagaway has talked about this. They're not accommodating. They're not going to change out their field all of a sudden. And by the way, too, the turf that they play on, and Tata Martino, Tata Martino knows this. He's now the manager for, for uh, Inter-Miami. They have the highest rating that FIFA has for soccer fields. Like, they have FIFA's highest rating of turf. Now, again, I'll ask the question because, again, the narrative has been, well, Messi's never played on turf. Where would Messi have played on turf anyway? Bangladesh? I mean, what? what where exactly would Messi in all these open-air stadiums throughout Europe, they're all grass. They've always been grass. Like, where would Messi have played on turf other than maybe some practices and stuff like that? <clears throat> you, you think that he would, you know, you think that going to Iran – that they have the technology to have a, a turf field at the level of Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Come on, folks. I mean, again, this is a non-story. But the idea of, and Charlotte, by the way, too, said the same thing. They're not installing uh, uh, a grass field for, for Messi. Here's what I, this is me speaking, okay? Not anybody else, not the team or anything like that, okay? If I'm, if I'm Atlanta United, this is what I would mandate my guys to do. If I'm Atlanta United 
and Messi's there and he's not going to play because of the turf, if that's the real reason that he's not going to play is because of the turf, here's what I do. I start shooting him double middle fingers and I start drinking beer on the field and I start doing snow angels on the turf. Literally, I just I, I have my team lay down and start doing snow angels in the turf while we're drinking Coors Light and while we're doing double middle fingers to everybody for inner Miami. If that's the real reason why, which again, you know, the, the narrative is, well, he's, he's not playing on turf. Okay. Well, why are teams going to go in there? And I saw something that some guy said that, you know, well, maybe, maybe uh, MLS should get together and install these, these turf fields. And why, why would Atlanta United invest five? Why, why would Atlanta United invest five cents in Chinese money to install turf on their field when they have, the highest rated FIFA turf available. They have a great stadium. They're not going to screw the stadium up to bring in all natural grass. And what are you going to do with all that grass once they lay it? What are you going to do with all of it? Because they're, they're not going to keep it. So what are you going to do? You're going to spend all this money to put in grass fields just to accommodate Messi? Screw him. Screw him. Screw Inter Miami. Screw Tata Martino. Screw uh, Beckham. Screw all of them. Again, I'm double middle fingering everybody, and I'm gonna make snow angels on the turf. I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there. I'm gonna be out there doing swimming motions on the turf. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a handful of the you know the the like pelletized rubber that's you know on those things, and I'm gonna start throwing it at people. Like I'm gonna grab up, shovel up handfuls, and throw it at people. I'd rather do that than go in and install all grass in that field just to accommodate Messi, just so Messi will kind of want to come here and play. No, screw that. And by the way, September 16th, the Falcons are going to be in action. So again, you're going to go through all this folder all just to accommodate Messi? No, screw him, screw their team. If, if again, I'm going out and drinking beer and doing snow angels well before I'm going to go out and accommodate Lionel Messi. I don't care who he is. I don't care what kind of draw he is. Okay. I don't care what he thinks he is. Atlanta United is the top attendance team in MLS by a ton, by a ton. They average more fans, have more total attendance. They're up almost 4,000 people year over year. I don't need Lionel Messi. I don't need him. We're, listen, in the words of Jack Nicholson in the movie, um, as good as it gets, let me, here's my message to Messi and, uh, inner Miami and Tata Martino and everybody associated with it. Okay. Go sell crazy somewhere else. We're all stocked up here. All right. Well, thank you so much for making hitting hard with John Chuck for your first listen. Be sure to go in and leave us a comment on whatever podcast platform that you listen on that you're an everyday listener to the program. So we thank you so much for being a part of our community and part of our show. So we thank you so much for that. You can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Check us out on the SiriusXM app as well and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you on Monday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.